At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, I'm Proxa, and with me tonight is the Rose McCann Band. Hello. How's Hello. it going? Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? We're good. Pretty swell. Yeah, happy to be here. Do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm Emma. I'm the vocalist. I'm Ben, and um, I play guitar and do some, some singing as well, mm-hmm. a little bit tonight. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we like kicking it off with the song, so what have you got for us? We've got one of our originals, 305. there by the Rosemary Can Band. Um, so the first question that really just comes to mind is, is what, what's with the name? Neither of you call Rose McCann. Um, so how did, how did that come about? Yeah, well, so the, the name comes from our middle name. So my middle name is Rose and his is McCann. And we went through a... It's clever. It's, <laughs> it's very original. But we went through a little bit of a creative process where we started with one name and then kind of used it as an experimental process. And then we kind of found other names that we started to like. And we've kind of just been bouncing around with a bunch of different ideas for both musical sound and names. And we've kind of settled on Rose McCann Band. 
I it's been it's... a pain for most people. But, <laughs> uh, we're settled now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Could you let me know any of the other names that you were that you were kind of looking at for a spell? Oh yeah. Well, you Nulligan was one that we started off with, um, and so we have like labels on Spotify that have that name, but that's our music. Um, and then we were B slash E for a little while. Super creative. It's terrible. <laughs> We like couldn't we couldn't settle on it. We were like we need something more. And then after a little bit, we started bouncing with other people. Like, we think we like this. What do you guys think? And everyone was like, No, that that has a ring to it. And we thought that it kind of matched our sound a little bit more too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what's funny is the one of my best friends, Tyler Wyatt, who's also our label rep. Um, he, we were like, How about the Rose McCann band? Like, you like that? And when we were first bouncing that idea around, he's like, No, it sounds like an old person's band. Like, you, <laughs> like a band that would play in a, in a retirement home. We were like, like okay, What are you so, talking so about? Yeah. That one. <laughs> and then, like, a month later, he called me, and it was like super late at night. Uh, he was in a certain state of mind. And he goes, Ben, you have to do the Rose McCann band. Like, it's the best thing ever. I was like, it All right. Came like, to finally. Yeah. Like, so he came around to it, and that was the kind of the final deciding factor. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of agree with him on both fronts, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Just uh, I, I feel that cottage core is definitely a thing, and you, right? you guys have got a, kind of that vibe. Right. Why not? We'll own it. <laughs> sounds like a cottage core kind of band. And we'll take it, right? Yeah. Ooh, our button downs. We got it. <laughs> right. um, and then you, you said you, you also had the process of kind of settling on the, the sort of sound that you're looking for as well. And that, that's been uh, also a bit of a creative process. I'm, I'm hoping maybe a slightly better creative process. <laughs> Uh, so tell me how that's how that's kind of progressed as you've as you've been playing together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all started with, I mean, this weird idea. We're just like, let's just try to make music like the people we love. Um, and then, I mean, it took a little while when we got started. And like, so we, I mean, we spent multiple months where we'd only come up. I mean, we'd have like song ideas after a few months. Um, but it, it kind of took a little while for us to like start to figure out a groove and how we write and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it pretty actually. And earlier this year, at the end of the at the beginning of 2020, was when things or 2021 was when things started to click. And I mean, I think every time we've sat down to write, we've come out with a song. Um, Something we want to take more it, than just like yeah. a, a write down. It's really like taking that mm -hmm. process forward. Yeah. So it's been. I mean, give us an hour, we'll probably come up with something. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, just because we've we've gotten to a point where our our brains are kind of on the same wavelength, and we've we both uh, though we have some differences in where it wants to go. Uh, mostly it's kind of all on the same page and I trust everything that she does and, and vice versa. I like to think it's <laughs> the same way back. So and yeah, we def yeah. yeah, we definitely have similar tastes in music and that's where we connected initially was having similar sounds that we both enjoyed listening to that we wanted to replicate. And so kind of what Ben mentioned, we started to make sounds similar to the people that we listened to and really valued their sound and tried to make our own version. But I'm jazz trained and so I have that background that I've always kind of wanted to bring forward and Ben is an incredibly talented guitarist. And so both of those different like mentalities we found work really well together when we sit in a creative space and kind of allowing those to flow and kind of like including everything but also touching on different people that we don't always use like we love saying John Mayer is one of those influences on us who we both just love both the guitar the lyrics and the the vibe of the the music so we take influence from people like that and and try and create our own version yeah a lot of Tedeschi trucks too. Yeah, Marcus King. Mm -hmm. I did see it written down that you're a self-proclaimed jam band, and so when <laughs> I unfortunately I usually get to listen to to the bands before they come mm -hmm. on, and 
I didn't have a chance today because I was, I was quite busy, so I was expecting something very different <laughs> on that first song. You didn't expect a jam band of two people I, on a guitar? <laughs> when I walked in, I was wondering how this was going to work, and That's then funny. it didn't really go the jam band direction. Mm -hmm. So is that one of the routes you, you decided to take and then kind of abandoned and, and went in a different way? Yeah, I mean, when, when we wrote all that stuff, that was also written by Tyler Wyatt. Um, that was back in January. And it's kind of taken a different direction. It's less jammy. I'd say we're more of a... a party band yeah. <laughs> people will come to our yeah, shows like and rock they'll and jam party. out yeah. like in the sense that they're having a great time Got some but it's definitely there. more uh more a little more straightforward but we'll we'll extend some solos mm -hmm. uh to my own narcissism <laughs> <laughs> well it's mostly ben and i behind the stage doing a lot of the creation and then when we have a product that we really love he and i will sit on the computer and be like oh Horns would sound really good here, and oh, a drum section, we have to make sure we add that, and then we just start piling everything on, and we call in the troops when yeah. we go to perform some certain gigs, and one of the next gigs we have coming up, we're counting upwards of like eight or nine people yeah, we, we want to have on stage. Nine people on stage for the next one. And so like our creation behind the scenes is two people, but our product that we put forward most of the time is upwards of, of five to six. And so that's kind of like the jam band sound that we produce when we're at certain gigs, especially like if we play in a basement or for somewhere on Church Street. Um, so you guys are definitely getting a little bit more of a consolidated taste where we're not always just Ben and I with the guitar. We usually don't do that a lot. So this is definitely a cool opportunity. Yeah, I like the way you say January, by the way, like it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. It feels like it. feels like forever ago. <laughs> um, so this this whole thing got created like literally during COVID. This is a pandemic band. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so I, I did read that it kind of came out of a, of a trip to a cabin in the woods. Mm -hmm. um, how, what, what happened in that, in that trip that kind of made you two realize that you've got a real... Uh, talent and you feed off each other and you got that kind of, you know, that, that chemistry together? Well, we met freshman year. We both go to UVM, we're students, and we'll both be seniors in the fall. And freshman year, we had similar schedules, ironically, where we were just up really early eating breakfast at the dining hall. And we would sit with each other, talk about what we listened to on our way to campus, and then we found that's where we had a similar vibe and a similar sound. And so we kind of called in some friends to say, hey, let's just start playing music together. I think it'd be really fun. I was in a small band in high school. It was very low key. Ben had experience with some of his friends playing in bands in high school as well. So we knew that we really enjoyed that energy of playing live. And so we had a couple friends doing some stuff with us and we all found we had very different ideas of how we wanted to sound, the type of music we wanted to play. And naturally you just kind of break off and you realize, okay, they're gonna do their own thing. And then Ben and I were just kind of left with this hole where we were like unsatisfied and didn't want to stop. And then we ended up taking that trip to the cabin on a very just normal whim, just going, trying to have a good time away from people, a little bit disconnected. He brought his guitar and we just kind of vented about how we weren't done. We wanted to make a product. We really were, we, our creative process, we thought wasn't, it wasn't done and we wanted to try and make something. And so that ability to just kind of disconnect from everybody and maybe just vent a little bit and say, hey, you and I have a connection here. We have a similar drive, motivation, almost like a perfectionist mindset too, where we, we want to make something and produce something and have people hear some, some music. As well said. <laughs> um, yeah, to, to get to that perfectionist mindset um, and also that creative process that you go through, you mentioned that you can sit down for an hour and you, you've got something there that you, you would like to push forward. Um, kind of a two-part on this one. One, is there a specific kind of place or 
uh, mindset you have to be in in order to be in, in, in that creative spirit. And then second of all, creating a song in an hour how perfectionist really can you be? <laughs> so how does that kind of fit with the with the self-proclaimed perfectionism yeah. that you purport to have? Yeah. Well, I guess I shouldn't say we record a song in an hour. We'll have a rough demo and like, I mean, some lyrics down and mm -hmm. some chord progressions and maybe an idea of where it wants to go. Um, but it's, it, no, the whole thing doesn't come together in an hour. It takes, I mean, we're dealing with that song we just played, 305. We've been recording that for months now. That's been a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, we definitely, we're perfectionists in the sense that... When we find a sound, we stick to it. Mm -hmm. So that one-hour process, 305 was written in an hour, and it's pretty much held on to its base from the day that we wrote it, even though the production of it has taken a long time. Mm -hmm. And I guess in that same sense, like, it does take a long time because we're also students and we have we work full-time jobs outside of school, so trying to fit everything into it is difficult. So the time that we spend, we focus really, really hard on making sure that it's exactly how we want it to sound. So we're not putting out a product that's half-assed. We want to make sure we're, we're putting real stuff out there. So even if it is just for an hour that we have together in our, I call it like our little dojo, it's Ben's bedroom yeah. where we have like tapestries and he's got the recording stuff down. Um, but I definitely think we, we push really hard for putting something out there that he and I are incredibly proud of, no matter how long it takes. And again, that was written in January. I'd say yeah. perfect, perfectionist isn't <laughs> as, the songs have changed a lot. And I mean, there's our last single was just kind of like, I just want to get this out the door. Or mm -hmm. I mean, it's not perfect, but done's better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's a little different. <laughs> Those definitions are a little outdated <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, the, many years ago in January. Um, so you, you just mentioned that the, the recording studio is in your room. So, um, is is everything you created self-produced and self-recorded? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, it's uh, we have some help from friends, but it's all it's all just fake it till you make it. Oh, this sounds good. I'll run with it. Um, yeah, we have some help, like friends uh, jumping on bass. I have two amazing friends from New Jersey who are twins and they play bass and drums, so they'll they'll put uh, stuff on their on our tracks. Um, and they're I mean they got that twin kinetic energy, <laughs> so they they lock in. Um, and their bass and drum parts are just absolutely unreal. Um, so those are great. And then we have like other friends that come in on horns and, uh, and input. I have a lot of, we have a lot of great friends that, yeah. uh, are very talented and knowledgeable in the mixing and producing world. So they're, I'll send them stuff and just, they tell me what to do. I, I, I'm all self-taught, don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so. Yeah. I see here that you, it's not until you see any year of high school that you, uh, that you learn guitar. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very impressive just a few years later you've yeah. got the kind of skills that you do have. It must Thank have you. taken a lot of dedication. Yeah, I was just chasing after my friends who I just, I, I want to play with them and then they're this high up. I'm like, okay, how do I get to there? Like asking them questions and trying to just chase after them. Still doing it to this day. <laughs> well, you seem to be doing a pretty good job. Thanks. Um, I'd love to hear another song. So what have you got for us? Sweet. This one's absolutely brand new. Yeah. <laughs> um, rehearsed it like for the first time yesterday, and then this is its ten debut. minutes before we came here. Yeah. So. Um. So tell me one more thing about your lover's game.
In fact, I don't think I got the name of the song. I don't even know what the name of the song I is. I know. What is that? Uh, Tell me one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. One Tell more me thing? one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me one more thing. <laughs> Working title. Working title. Debut. Well, thank you for uh, for sharing a new song with us. We always like having yeah. uh, having people try new things on this show. Um, so you've mentioned that you, you're frequenting the basements around Burlington. I also see that you played at Wallflower uh, quite recently. As a uh, band, that's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, apologies. Um, <laughs> are you excited for that gig? Mm-hmm. I went there quite recently, actually, and I was like really excited to be sitting down and be like, "Wow, this will be a really cool spot to play some music." So, any place in Burlington, we're incredibly lucky to play because it's just such an awesome music scene. So, we played. We were lucky to play at the Swan Dojo um, last month, and then we'll be playing again at the end of August. So. We yeah, like that's that space. That's when we have nine people. Yeah, that's that's when we're bringing out the jam band. But yeah, Wallflower, Wallflower will be the two of us, and yeah. really exciting because we're busting out. Honestly, there's I think three other brand new songs that'll come out at that show, mm-hmm. and then just tons of covers we haven't done before. So the Swan Dojo is a really really good space right now for new music in Burlington. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's blowing up. It's uh, I, I don't know. There may be something about the the really 
uh, stripped down nature of the whole thing. No bar, no real. <laughs> it's so uh, cool. Music, music <laughs> for music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a real fun place to to get real sweaty in actually. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Incredibly, incredibly warm. Um, so one thing I've been asking musicians a lot. Um, that had been started coming out of this pandemic and playing again is is what's that feeling been like kind of getting on stage in front of a crowd for the first time in a year and a half but as you were created during covid i'm wondering if that experience is slightly different for mm. you guys especially you emma who uh, you said you're a classically trained jazz singer which yeah you can tell by the way it's incredible voice um it. how how is this experience been different playing for the playing these songs live especially considering the the kind of time and place you're at yeah it's definitely it's therapeutic is the best way i can describe it because you miss a connection especially in a time where you can't be around other people and I know I'm someone who I just love interacting with people in any way that I can. And so when you're on stage and there's strangers who are staring at you and are loving that what you're doing and they're happy and they're excited to be in your energy, it's one of those feelings you can't get any other way. And so being deprived of that for a little while was definitely strange. You don't really notice it because you're so consumed in what everything else was going on. So you don't quite think, oh, wow, I really miss performing today. But there's also all this crap going on in the world. So it's kind of tough to focus on it. But then when you finally get back into it, I remember our Swan Dojo gig. We had way more people show up than we were expecting. And I just remember looking out at the crowd of all of those people and all of their faces just being so happy to hear live music again and knowing that we could provide that happiness and energy for those people who are so excited to be there that you can't, you can't replace and you can't get in any other way than just playing live music. Yeah, it's really, really special. Yeah, I've, it feels like it's been something I've been building up for for years because I've never, I mean, I played in the band in high school, but it was never like the music I wanted to play, really. It was kind of just whatever the band decided on. Um, and then, I mean, it just was like, went to college, didn't have an opportunity. And then I was like, oh, finally an opportunity is arriving, sophomore year, and then boom, pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and so just being able to finally play the music that I've always wanted to play and the way I want to play it with, like the style and the energy I've wanted to play. It's, it's like amazing. I'm really, really, really happy to be doing it. But uh, yeah, it's great. Ben, you're also um, you're a music photographer as well. So yeah. as you've been coming into this scene and starting to play in front of other people, what are some things that you've either witnessed or experienced as you know someone, someone on the other side behind the lens uh, that you, you, you're kind of realizing now? Is there anything that's kind of clicked for you um, in terms of being being able to experience both sides yeah. of that kind of element of the uh, music industry. Yeah, I mean, I I love every single moment of what everything I do, like music or music photography. It's a, I mean, if I'm not on stage playing, I'm on stage photographing music. So it's it's been, I mean, I I guess like I've been photographing live music all through the pandemic, except for last spring and summer. Um, like last fall, I was shooting music every single weekend. Um, winter was rougher, <laughs> a lot of time, a lot of downtime. But uh, yeah, this whole time, I mean, I was when I got back to Burlington because I went home to see, stay with my parents during last spring. I just was like, okay, how can I do? How can I take photos of musicians safely? And was just I ended up starting doing like a bunch of outdoor photo shoots, and that was really like my huge introduction to the scene. And then slowly but surely, my music started popping up into the scene as well, and people were like, oh. 
you're Ben, and they didn't know, like, are you Ben the music photographer or are you the Ben the musician? I'm like, yeah, both. Um, but that's been fun. But it's, I mean, it's just, I have, since playing live, I have such more appreciation for what the musicians do. Um, and I don't know, it feels like it's really, really enhanced and helped uh, my photography and empathy towards musicians on stage um, and understanding, like, when they're going to do certain things and when they're going to move to certain spots on the stage, when they're going to sing, when they're going to when the best moments are, but I mean, above all, the it just made me realize being on both sides that the music scene in Burlington is probably the most, I can't say, because I don't know much about the rest of the world, but I'd say it's one of the most fluid scenes in the world where you'll see one guy on stage one night with one band and the next night he's on stage with a completely different band playing completely different music, having the time of his life both nights. And it just feels like everyone in the scene is involved with someone else in the scene with everyone in the scene in some other way. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's just so nice and everyone's one one uh, message away or one connection away from everyone. It's just, I don't know. It's, I'm beyond lucky to be part of this yeah, scene I think by we, far. We take Burlington for granted a lot of times in terms of the way that the music scene supports each other here, but it's a, it's a fantastic city for that reason. It's uh, absolutely incredible, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your debut LP which is coming when? Yeah, we have plans to record it this winter, uh, this coming winter. Yeah. Ten of the plans. Yeah, um, of course, yeah, of course we have like all these ideas, experimental band, where we're like, no, by the summer we'll have six songs written and then all these other ones and 305 will be mm -hmm. on there. And then we take a minute to sit down and focus and we're like, we want more time to just really crank out a mm -hmm. decent product. And I think he and I have found that during the school years when we have our most structure, so it almost becomes easier to get together and carve out time when we have designated schedules during the school year. Um, and then in the winter, we'll really crank into the recording process and hopefully get something out yeah. within the winter. Yeah, that's that's a goal is by spring to have something out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have, we have 10, 12 songs written. Yeah. We just got to start, keep writing, weed out the ones that might not make it through, mm -hmm. um, and then just get the band together this winter. Yeah. Um, we got an awesome set of musicians who are all all up for it, all yeah. from all over the Northeast, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So I was intrigued. You said there's there's going to be eight people at your next one dojo gig. That's, that's far bigger, far louder sound. Um, <laughs> We're what loud. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. What you're, what you're playing right now is obviously a very stripped back version mm -hmm. of what you would otherwise play. But even so, it's it's soft, it's melodic, it's got this this real kind of Sunday afternoon vibes to it on the porch. You know, um, how do you that then translate to this big party band? How does that how does that go ahead without without a cacophony or, or mm -hmm. musical differences or or what have you? I think when you're surrounded by an energy of people who want to create a sound that's more energetic and upbeat and funky, we play some Stevie Wonder, we've got a bunch of other artists that the music itself influences how we play. And when we're together, we usually start off our rehearsals when we get pretty much like the six of us who are consistent, six or seven, depending on if we have both horns or like, yeah, it's like six of us, I, yeah, think. I think. that's right. Yeah, then we usually start off with just a jam. And sometimes I won't even sing or I'll just do my little melodies in the background to warm up myself. But by getting each other synced up like that, jamming out at the beginning, then we go into our rehearsals just like trying to play 
as smooth together and as funky as possible. And I think you can't underestimate the energy of a group of people when you're playing live. It automatically boosts every bit of energy that you have. Your sound will increase, your body moves a little bit more, and then naturally that jam band just becomes what it is based on the space that you're in. So when we're in our little square rehearsing as a group, it's never as energetic as when we're on stage, and then that's a product that I know I'm most proud of, is when yeah. we, after a show, when we all look at each other and we're like, did anyone else hear what we just did? Like, that was so fun. That was so cool. We sounded so awesome. Everyone had a great time. And so that's kind of where we get that energy when we're all together. Versus, like, when Ben and I were rehearsing before this gig, we're sitting on the couch. We're talking about our days. We're kind of, like, catching up. And then we play a couple songs. And that energy is very different. And then that translates into our performance. And just having a single guitar, it definitely influences how I sing. And I think it influences how he plays hearing when I'm softer. Because I know I'm someone who going soft is definitely, I have to be much more controlled. So when I'm having a good time and I'm singing, I'm like, I'm yelling and I'm screaming. I'm a big belter. So I much more enjoy that space and that energy. So this is definitely, it's like good practice. But I feel like the space and the energy builds that, that jam yeah. band vibe. We have a powerhouse of a drummer on drums, yeah. Mitch Niles. He, you turn around and he's just wailing away at the cymbals <laughs> and... Then, I mean, we got, you turn around at Christian Lindbergh on keys and he's mm -hmm. dancing up and he down. He literally jumps the, the whole time. I don't um, know how he plays and jumps, but yeah, it's fantastic. He's, his, his, his hands are like, like a, what's the word, gimbal. It's like, <laughs> they're just going up and down, but the keys are staying right where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, Andrew Greenberg on bass is always smiling. The horns are fantastic. Um, yeah. More practically, though, we just play different songs. Like you're, you're not you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear that that last tune at one of our live shows. I don't think, at least unless yeah. unless we got uh, control of the audience, which we usually never ever do. Um, yeah, yeah. But we just play different songs, like louder, energetic songs. So with regards to the LP, because I mean, it seems you two are also a pretty fluid band in terms that this is different. This is not the same band as what you are. You know, with with seven nine people on yeah. stage, it's, yeah. it's two different genres. It's it's different set of songs. Yeah. Uh, for the LP, what which is the sound you're going to try and capture? You're going to try and do both. I mean, I know Electric Guest did a great album where they basically alternated between styles be the yeah. entire album, and I That's think it worked cool. really well. Mm -hmm. So. What's what's the kind of plan for that, or is there no planning? You're just gonna see what 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 happens. I I mean honestly, it's gonna be a completely different cast of musicians yeah. than we play with live. Yeah. Um, it's like honestly a completely different group of people. It's gonna be a lot more. I would say it's a lot more um, freeform. We're gonna see how the jams when we start rehearsing for that with that with that band in wintertime how that turns out. Um, but it's gonna be a little somewhere in between. It's gonna be somewhere in be between both. for sure. Yeah. Um, where we want the live shows to be energetic we want to be able to pair them back but we also it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be really really i think tight and probably is the best mm -hmm. word it'll be because i know deal. our live performances are never the same as the song that we recorded like fly on one of our songs on spotify is a little bit more controlled and sounds like a studio produced version versus when we play live we really fill in a lot of guitar solos we leave space for the horns to kind of go off the beginning and the end the outro and the intro are usually always different based on the show that we're playing and so i think we'll kind of go into the album the same way that we did recording the songs where we're just like we want to create a solid product that when you're listening it into headphones it sounds clean it sounds produced and it's going to be whatever the song sound is supposed to be so if we have one more thing on there 
there, it might just be an acoustic song just because that's the sound that we had initially. But Fly On, Run, 305 are incredibly more diverse and have much more sound. So those might have those bigger jam feels. So I think we'll definitely have both in there. And I think that's also what makes this so fun for Ben and I is we don't give ourselves expectations for what we're gonna be putting out there. We go with how we're feeling and every song is its own creation. And to try and morph it so that the album has one singular sound would be depriving the song of its natural beauty by just letting it be the sound that it is, whether it matches the song after it or not, it's, it's totally up to us. And I think that's what's really fun about this project is we have complete control over that. Yeah. And it's that's, really, a, that's a good point. Yeah. Letting the song be what it is. Like when we, we, we play the songs live for a certain reason because that band plays it that way. Yeah. But we'll play it way differently in the studio when we get with the other band because that's the way that band plays. That, that band's mm -hmm. a lot more jazzy. That's a lot, lot of uh, complex chords and mm -hmm. they'll, they'll bring in their own input. I, I'm counting on it. Mm -hmm. I want them to, to put, put, bring in some weird jazz stuff and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. Oh, it's going to be uh, an interesting one to listen to. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, was about all we've got time for tonight, but um, how do people find you? And yeah, tell us again those dates that you'll be playing in Burlington. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, August 10th at Wallflower Collective. And then we got August 27th at Swan Dojo. Find us on, and we got a bunch of dates in the fall that are lining up right now. Mm -hmm. um, even some across the lake for the Plattsburgh folks. Mm -hmm. uh, we got... We're on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Bandcamp. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Instagram YouTube. is, yeah, Instagram Rose McCann Band. Spotify now is Rose McCann Band as well. We recently had to change it from our first name, Nulligan. That's also the name that's on our spot or on our Facebook, so it's a little confusing. Oh, the Facebook so Rose McCann. It is now too. Yeah. Oh, so there we go. We're in the process of changing everything. So you pretty much can find us at Rose McCann Band anywhere. Excellent. Well, um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, what song you got to play us out with? We got our, our debut single, Fly On, came out in February. This is it for us, you better hide Wow. 
Jasper Kamban there playing us out with Fly On. Thank you once again, guys, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll love to hear the LP. Please come back when it is out. Kind of soon. Will do. <laughs> All right, that's all we've got time for tonight. Join us next week when we're going to have Sophie Paternord coming in. Um, she should be really good, so tune in for that one. This has been 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proxer, and good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it.